morning. <laughs> Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Wild Rules Minded Jewels. I am your host, Ariel Lamari, and thank you all for tuning in. Here on the show, it's about exploring diverse culture, realistic life situations, what goes on in the world, entertainment, and give my own personal perspective. So, if you're looking for all of the above, then you are in the right place. Now, on last week's episode, I decided to try something new and get and be completely honest with you all and give some full insight on what's been going on. And I just want to let you guys know that as of today, we're going to get back to the regular program and begin with the first segment of the day called the New Day Report. In this segment, I like to briefly reflect on real life situations, what goes on in the world and give my own personal perspective. So let's begin. Now, usually I would cover about maybe two, maybe three topics in this segment, but today I'm just going to focus on one. To begin, I'm going to dig a little deeper into the conversation about the abortion ban laws. Yes, you've heard that correct, the abortion ban laws. For those who listened to last week's episode and recall the first episode at the at the very beginning of this podcast show, I made it very clear that I was going to briefly discuss the subject of politics one time and one time only, and that was it. But now that has officially changed. It's time that everyone gets involved in stuff like this, whether if it's controversial or not. So, I'm going to engage in this conversation and add my own two cents. On this past Tuesday, on May 14th of 2019, 25 white Republican men passed a bill through the Alabama Senate that could officially ban abortion in the state. The state house approved the bill over a week ago, and more states like Georgia and Missouri have decided to ban abortion in its states as well. The abortion restrictions consist of criminalizing an individual if a heartbeat is detected during the early stage of the pregnancy and still proceeds an abortion. The restriction bill will include criminalizing doctors who perform abortions and will face up to 99 years in prison, and doctors who even attempt to perform an abortion could face up to 10 years in prison. The bill still has a provision against abortion, including in the cases of rape or incest. According to the sources of the time, Democrats have argued that the bill's potential to disproportionately affect poor women and women of color. By the meaning of that, wealthy Alabamians would still be able to travel out of state to receive abortions, while the poorest in the states who are disproportionately Latino or African-American would be trapped in the situation. Many critics of the bill says it's part of a constellation of Republican policies that punish and disenfranchise the state's non-white, poor, and female residents and note that the same lawmakers who preen as pro-life have done nothing to address the fact that the state has some of the worst infant and maternal mortality rates in the country. As of May 17th, Missouri's both House and Senate voted to pass a restriction abortion bill as well. Now, here's my personal intake on this topic. 
Of course, I find it above and beyond absurd and downright evil for a restriction bill to be created like this one. I mean, whatever happened to protecting us all as a people and securing our rights? Whatever happened to the Constitution's First Amendment? And I quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion of prohibiting the free exercise, therefore, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the, of the press or the right of the people peacefully assemble and to petition the government for a redness of grievances. Whatever happened to honoring the Constitution and placing upon all human rights? Now, here's the thing. For 25 white Republican men to set, to set upon a law of telling women what they should do with their bodies is completely preposterous. Of course, women should have a free choice of what to do with their bodies. Yes, this is a much controversial topic to discuss, but I'm going to dig a little more deeper further into this conversation. Even in the cases of sexual assault or incest, it is still a provision for obtaining an abortion after week after eight weeks of a woman's pregnancy. Now, here's where the issue further depends. During the first eight weeks of a woman's pregnancy, I'm 100% sure that most or some women wouldn't be aware of their pregnancy. When it comes to pregnancies occurring due to the cases of sexual assault or incest, Few or most women victims do not want to be trapped in a situation like this with their abusers, nor they shouldn't have to. With this displeasing restriction being applied, it is absolutely a shame for a bill like this to criminalize women for deciding what to do with their bodies. Instead of creating a bill criminalizing females for making a personal choice about their bodies, how about creating a bill of getting rid of these heinous predators like rapists, pedophiles, murderers. I mean, the actual menaces that have no meaningful purpose for society or more like life itself. I mean, these are the real culprits that are doing the real dirt and yet they still get away and suck in the domestic tranquility lifeline out of society. Or how about focusing on creating a bill punishing those who are willing and intentionally place harm onto other individuals? With this controversial bill stepping into play, I'm very much, and I mean very much, afraid that the crime that the crime rate of rapes are going to increase over time, and it puts me in an unease position of being afraid of my own safety as a young African American female in America a hundred times more. We're going to have to do much better than this, y'all. Furthermore, it's like if female individuals were to become victims of sexual assault and an early stage of pregnancy were to occur, they'd have no choice but to be trapped in this situation and deal with it. If they were to make a choice about terminating the pregnancy after eight weeks, they're going to face life in prison. Now, I want everyone to thoroughly think on this. Some say this restriction bill is to so-called protect women and our well-being. Now, I want everyone to think on this. Is it to protect us or our well-being, or is it to really protect the corrupted and the menaces of our society? I mean, 
Come on. Now we're going to go back a bit. Wealthy women can still go out of the States to get an abortion, but less fortunate women can't, especially less fortunate Latin and African-American women. It's somewhat easy for wealthy women to have a free choice of what to do with their bodies, but less fortunate women can't. Honestly, I feel this bill was somewhat make an exemption for the rich and low-key trying to wipe out the poor. Now, for all of my enduring listeners, if you want to get involved in this topic and express your view, please feel free to comment on Twitter at Wild Rose Minded Jewels or on Facebook or Instagram at Ariel underscore Amari. Come on, everybody. Let's get involved and let's talk about this. You know, our respect your opinion just as much as how we all still need to respect each other without having any conflict or whatever. Now, we're going to wrap up today's segment, but I want to further point out this bill's conflicting aspects with the aspects. With the goal of 25 white Republican men, y'all would rather to imprison women for making a choice for the sake of their bodies, but you can't imprison the real bottom feeders and savages of society in our time? Is this a man's way of trying to control a woman? Whatever happened to the land of the free and liberty? In conclusion, us all as women should be able to have the right of what we see fit with ourselves and bodies. This bill is proposing a much, and I mean a much discriminating gesture. Lastly, now to the point, I feel like we are now to the point where this country is being taken back to the days of instead of America being great, America is hating again. All right, everyone, that has been our official topic for our first segment of the day, the New Day Report. Now, before I slide into the next segment, I want to briefly mention and say we're going to talk more talk about more topics for the New Day report, but I wanted the abortion restriction laws to be the main focus of the day today because we all know that this is getting completely way out of hand and this is the kind of topic that can never go unnoticed. So, like I just said before, I'm saying again, if you all want to get involved in this topic and express your view on this, Please feel free to comment on Twitter at Wild Rules Minded Jewels or on Facebook or Instagram at Ariel underscore Amari. Let's get into the conversation, everyone, and let's continue to talk about it. Up next, the next segment of the day is Phantom Talk. During this segment, I love to discuss all horror movies, my favorite horror flick, review, and debate about them. Today's horror flick of the day goes to an all-time American slasher film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre was released in theaters on October 1st of 1974 and grossed over $30.9 million at the box office. Yes, you heard that right. $30.9 million. 
mumbo jumbos people. Now here's the deal. I'm not gonna give too much of a review. I mean, I still am, but not too much. But however, I will share some fun facts about the film along the way. So I hope for all of my horror movie lovers out there, you guys really enjoy this just as much as I am. I'm going to be completely honest with you all. I am not that fond of movies that involve cannibalistic psychopaths, mutilating victims' bodies, and other stuff pertaining to that. However, I will say that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a sense of gritty, raw, but not too much or over the top, and weird and a mysterious theme. It's not too jumpy, eerie, or edgy like the infamous Michael Myers, but you can't deny that Leatherface has truly earned his name and thrown as one of the most classic and legendary slashers in horror film history. Now, I'm going to share some interesting facts with you all about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, so I hope you guys are ready for this. To begin... Did you all know that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was based off was based off the crimes committed by real life murderer Ed Gein? Ed Gein, aka the butcher of the butcher of Plainfield, was an American murderer and body snatcher. He committed his crimes in his hometown of Plainfield, Wisconsin, exhumed corpses from local graveyards and kept them as souvenirs from the corpses' skin and bones. Yeah. You heard that right, people. I hope I don't frighten you all too much with this. After the release of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in October of 1974, the movie was banned in several countries and multiple theaters stopped showing the film due to complaints about the movie's violence. To add another fact, according to mentalfloss.com, Leatherface was inspired by real mental patients with the movements of how mental patients react and incorporate mental facial expressions into the character Leatherface. The last fact of this segment is the original location used as the house of Leatherface was was located, sorry everyone, the house of Leatherface was located in Williamson County, Texas and is now located in the Round Rock area but the house is no longer there. But the house is restored and now is used as a restaurant called the Grand Central Cafe in Kingsland, Texas. All right, everybody, that has officially been the conclusion for our second segment of the day, Phantom Talk. If you guys have any suggestions or have any favorite movie flick, horror movie flicks of your own, feel free to comment, share, let's talk about it, my oh my. Up next, this third segment is called On That Beat. During this segment, I love to focus on music, the meaningful culture, past, present, and future artists, and the diverse atmosphere. Today's segment is going to be focusing on the artists that have a meaningful purpose and how they influence everything in music and everyone, including myself. To exemplify, the greats that influence me in every step of the way include Prince, Jimi Hendrix, Buddy Guy, Kirk Hammett, B.B. King, Wendy Melvoin, Leslie West, 
Joe Perry, Slash, The Runaways, Lemmy Kilmster of Motorhead, Sister Rosetta Tharp, Eric Clapton, Michael Cooper of Confunction, and many more. But what do they all have in common? All artists are guitarists. Now, I'm going to get a little personal today and share some insight with you all. So I hope you guys are listening closely and I hope I'm not boring you guys to death. All of these mentioned artists have a meaningful purpose and influence on me because I am in the process of learning how to play a guitar, an electric guitar at that. I have so many influences for playing an electric guitar, but my top three main influences will be, of course, the purple one, Prince, Jimi Hendrix, and Kirk Hammett. However, if it wasn't for Prince, I wouldn't have taken full interest in wanting to pick up an electric guitar and learn how to play. When you listen to Prince, you're going to be taken to a place mentally and emotionally. It's like magical, pure, mesmerizing, and so blue. I am not a professional music critic, but it is undeniable that Prince's artistry was creative, colorful, lovely, professional, breathtaking, sweet, and many more words that I can't think of to describe. For Prince Roger Nelson, he'll always be my main influence and endearing in all of our hearts, especially mine. So for Prince Roger Nelson, may he forever and ever continue to rest in eternal peace, power, paradise, love, and purple. Purple rain. Get it? <laughs> Next up is Jimi Hendrix. Jimmy is, is another guitar god legend that influences me heavy. His untouchable artistry and craft conveyed of sizzling, embracing, and revolution, revolutionizing the psychedelic rock mo movement of the late 60s. Jimmy's guitar playing style gave pure satisfaction of an undying electric groove that matched Jimmy's electric soul. Not to forget mentioning... Foxy Lady and Voodoo Child are my most favorite songs, along with Purple Haze. By Mr. Hendrix. So, for eternity, Mr. Hendrix will most certainly always and forever be a guitar god that proved that paved the way for all of the other greats and forever be my second major influence. So to Mr. Jimi Hendrix, may he also continue to rest in eternal peace, power, paradise, and eternal love. On to the Ripper himself. Kirk Hammett is another guitar god legend whose guitar playing technique is as fast as lightning. Kirk's fast-paced tone assembles a sound of speed, strong, and heavy melodies. Kirk's craft of sound is something that is you that is unusual that I've listened to, but is very electrifying and distinctive. As my third major influence, Kirk has taught, taught, and still teaches me how to step by step master an ability with, within one's mind, set on the progression of technique and being passionate about the passion. Kirk said it best about the passion. 
and he forever influences me. So to Mr. Kirk Hammett, if you ever listen to this episode, to this podcast episode hosted by yours truly, just know that you are freaking amazing. You are awesome. And thank you for influencing me and many others. With Prince, Jimmy, and Kirk as my major influences, there are many more music artists that have influenced me day by day to learn and progress within music itself. It is a rehabilitative tool to learn, progress, and impact our lives. That's why I created this segment to discuss and all honor all artists that have came before us all. All right, everyone, that is an official wrap for the third segment of the day on that beat. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, before we slip into the last segment of the day, I want to take a quick break and get a little personal with you all. For those who listened to episode four last week, I shared with you all that I'll be graduating from high school. Graduation is this Friday, and I feel like it's not going to hit me until the actual big day. The meaning by that is it's like, wow, I can't believe that I'm really about to be done with high school. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Like I said on the last episode, I'm going to be closing old chapters and opening up new ones. I have no idea what God has in store for me in my future, but I hope and pray that it's nothing but good things. Until then, the best thing to do is just trust the process and continue to take things one day at a time. Of course, we all know the old saying, don't grow up too fast, and that is certainly true. But eventually, I have to grow up. Some of the to the majority of folks, Some think that growing up means you can party a lot, have lots of sex, and get drunk until you pass out in your own juices. In contrast, growing up is different for me. Day by day, you wake up, find what your main purpose is going to be for the day, take care of business, stay humble, stay safe at all times, and never lose yourself. That seems like a lot, but that is my theory of growing up. Now, I'm going to throw in for all of my enduring followers, like I just said, if you have any questions, comments, even suggestions about the show, please feel free and be more than welcome to do it all on Twitter at WildRulesMindJewels. And don't forget to hit that follow button on Twitter, too. For Facebook and Instagram, it is at Ariel underscore Amari. And yeah, spread the word and support. All right, everyone, before I close out, we are now down to the last segment of the day, and it is titled For Your Soul. During this segment, I like to focus on the creativity of one's mind and the essence of poetry. Towards the end of this segment, I'm going to share and recite a piece of one of my own handwritten poems and give a brief background story on what prompted me to write the selected poem. But before I do that, today's chosen poem by, by an artist is a poem titled The Eternal Lament. It is from the rose that grew from concrete, and this masterpiece is by the late legend Tupac Shakur. May Pac continue to rest in eternal peace, power, paradise, and love. 
From my mind to the depths of my soul, I yearn to achieve all of my goals. And all of my free time will be spent on the first I miss, I will limit. I am not a perfectionist, but I still seek perfection. I am not a great romantic, but I yearn for affection. Eternally, my mind will produce ways to put my talents to use. And when I'm done, no matter where I've been, I'll yearn to do it again. So once again, that was titled The Eternal Limit. And that was from Tupac's poem book, The Rose That Grew From Concrete. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. All right, guys, I'm getting ready to read one of my own personal handwritten poems, and it is titled Your Love Ballot. <clears throat> and I actually recently wrote this poem on March 20th of 2019. Once again, it is titled Your Love Ballot, and I hope you guys enjoy this. In the hours of the night, I know my rest will never be disturbed with you by my side and you in my internal dialogue. In the nick of time's precious and captured moments, only the Lord knows the rhythm of my soul and the bloodline of my heart. My love, stick with me, love, live, grow, blossom and rise with me. Fully I ought and need to be forever grateful to God's greater glory for blessing my wepted life with a true man of growth and love. With this ballad, the manly creation of you assembles the great plethora of deep devotion and affection I have a need for you. Time is precious, time is everything, and I know that I am in no rush while with you. I am whole, I am at peace, all because of you. The rhythmic and scintillating bow of your humbled and sweet presence graces all you come across with your pure positivity. Your love, my oh my, your love blesses me whole. I again baptize myself in God's greater glory oil, cleanse my weary heart and polish it with gold of ecstasy of a true man's love. I place my soft hand on your beautiful heart. I see through you. I see your day by day, joy, forever you are the epiphany of my love we both have and need. Now, I'm going to provide you all with a brief background story on what prompted me to write that. Now, what prompted me to write that is... For starters, I will say that I am not dating anyone and I'm not planning on dating anyone soon. But I write poems like these because I do want to be able to find a lovely, significant other of my own that will love me and respect me unconditionally for being me and vice versa. So, like I've said plenty of times before, I mention again, whatever is in my heart, whatever I'm thinking, whatever I feel, pen and paper are my best friend. And of course, I'm going to put it to pen and paper. And now since I have this podcast show, I am willing and more than glad and happy to share it all with you all. And I hope you all enjoy it just as much as I do.
right, everyone, that is an official wrap for the day. Before I close out, I'm going to provide an inspirational quote of the day. Today's inspirational quote is, go, is by the lovely, sensational Miss Angela Rye. Angela Rye said it best. Increase your impact, not just your income. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and listen to the Wild Rules Minded Jewels podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Pocket Podcasts. Be sure to follow Wild Rules Minded Jewels on Twitter. And again, Ariel Amari on Facebook, Ariel underscore Amari on Facebook and Instagram. Take care, everybody. God bless you all. And until episode six. Bye. Thank you.